0: You are listening to Unbreakable Success, episode 42. Welcome to Unbreakable Success, where each episode gives you the experts and perspectives to evolve your success in mind, body, and wealth. My name is Aaron Keith Hawkins, and I have over 20 years of leadership experience as a public servant and as an entrepreneur. And now, my mission is your success. There you are. Welcome back to another episode of Unbreakable Success, I'm very grateful to bring you today's guest because you're going to get so much great information from her. Her name is Kim Sutton. She's the founder of Positive Productivity, the brand, which includes her coaching, her podcast, uh, her speaking, and she's really going to share with us today her journey. Uh, She's a mother of five, first and foremost, for her to develop the strategies and systems that culminated into her positive productivity brand. It's, it's really an amazing journey to hear. She's also gonna share the number one thing that helped her quadruple her income in her business, and you'll be very surprised by what it is. Um, one of the things you'll definitely hear from both of us is how our ability to build and foster really strong relationships has changed the game for us, both personally and professionally. Uh, And to that end, I'd love to offer you a free gift to help you. If you go to AaronKeithHawkins.com forward slash relationships, and trust me, it's worth it taking 10 seconds to hit pause and go there, AaronKeithHawkins.com forward slash relationships. Uh, You can download a free guide. It's a three minute read, but I, I promise you. It can change your business it can change your personal relationships professional relationships and really help you elevate your game in the way that kim and i are going to be sharing with you today so uh aaron forward slash relationships with that being said i can't wait to introduce you to kim so let's get started all right hello kim thanks so much for joining me on the show my friend how are you doing
1: I am doing awesome, Aaron. You're not supposed to get me laughing so hard before we get into the conversation that it's hard to even start talking now.
0: I know. It's, 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 not, it's just not right. It's not fair, no. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Kim is a, Kim's a, a good friend, uh, somebody I trust. We're actually in the same mastermind together, which she actually leads for us. Um, so we get to talk regularly. So to have someone like this that I, that I totally trust, know, admire, and respect is actually pretty fun. So, yeah, this is going to be a good time. Thanks again for joining me. I appreciate you hanging out for a little bit.
1: I didn't know it was possible to blush electronically.
0: <laughs> oh, gosh, don't you start. For those that don't know you, uh, and they, they should be knowing you, and we definitely will get to know you by the end of the show, but if somebody had to ask you that question, you know, what is it you do, uh, Kim, how, what would be your, your way to answer that? And I know it's a difficult one, but let everybody know what you do regularly, the day-to-day life of Kim Sutton.
1: Sure. Well, the everyday life is a little bit crazy, crazy insane, (laughs) but in the best way possible, I am first and foremost, a wife and mom of five. I never planned on having this many kids. My husband and I each, or we each had two when we got married about seven years ago. And he had the genius idea of having one more. (laughs) We had her and then God laughed and said, here's twins to go along with them.
0: Oh, gosh, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. And then... And I apologize, Erin. there's medevac going over my house right now. Pos- I'm also the host of Positive Productivity, where it's never perfect. We just have to laugh our way through the imperfections, including helicopters going overhead <laughs> during podcasts. <laughs> Love and your show.
0: Love your show, by the way.
1: Thank you so much. So I started that after having been in business for three years. I was struggling a lot with anxiety and depression because I was chasing Way too many squirrels. I had mm. no idea what my why was. And that wasn't really the root of why I started it. But I realized that's why I needed to do it. Because there are so many other entrepreneurs like me who are just getting anxiety-rated and depressed and anxious. Yeah. And I, I guess I already said that. But, you know, I knew I had to do it to help other people.
0: Yeah, that's 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 such a great... You can't go wrong doing that, really. I mean, I guess you could technically. But that that's such... Just to to do something to reach out to others that are going through something that you've experienced. Um, you know, that's so cool that, that, that was kind of the driving force, at least in part behind you doing the show. So pretty, pretty awesome. So, uh, so you have the podcast and uh, your blog and, and there, there, there's some other things you do. What else, what else do you do on the, uh, as far as your business goes? Oh
1: yeah. So I'm also, so positive products, that we. Been- also has coaching involved, but on the flip side of my entrepreneurial life, I also am the owner of Sutton Strategic Solutions, where I am a digital marketing and launch strategist. And I help coaches and speakers get all of their systems set up so that they can take time away from work. More specifically, I'm an Infusionsoft certified partner, so nice. I take the Confusionsoft out of Infusionsoft.
0: Yeah, the old Confusionsoft, gotta love it. That's, that's pretty awesome. Very cool, so you know i I'd love to get into um just to share everybody get an idea how did this start for you because you weren't always an entrepreneur am I right? Oh no, I definitely wasn't so what was it the journey like for you because I, I mean almost every entrepreneur out there and I'm sure there are exceptions, but everybody's got their own journey into what they're doing and and I love part of the reason I love doing this show is to To share that experience you know and having people like you on a show that have that have gotten to a certain point with your platform and in your business and uh, you know how it is you hop on somebody's website and it's like oh look they've got everything together nice why am i this way and so i I love having this show because i get to bring somebody like you on so you know when people go to the kim they know the real life story behind it and for me, I think it's really important because the more people, and I know you've been through this, Kim, the more people you meet uh, in this the entrepreneurial space, and especially people that appear on the outside to just have been born with their own website and successful podcast, and you know, clients and and a speaking platform, and people calling them to perform. Uh, it can be easy to think that you know, how am I ever going to accomplish that? So. Uh, I'd love to get into your journey so we can share, you know, the real life, you know, real life, some of the strategies that you use to get to where you are, because I know you've been through a lot. You've done a lot. And uh, yes,
1: you want to hear the five year overnight success story? Yeah, the five (laughs) year
0: overnight. Well, we'll try to fit it into like a 45 minute episode.
1: Oh No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) You know, and you're so right. Like so many entrepreneurs appear that they just Blew up overnight, yeah. and that's so not the case. So, yeah. what happened to me was I left a bad marriage in 2010. And I let me back up just a quick second. I yeah. was actually educated and experienced as an interior architect. I did a lot of interior design in Chicago, New York City, and then in Greenwich, Connecticut. Wow. And wound up out here in Ohio designing schools. But in 2008, when the economy tanked, the bond issue started not passing so I I Mm -hmm. guess I should say they stopped passing and I lost my job and then it in Dayton Ohio it's very difficult to find a job in interior design and it just wasn't the time I mean the economy had crashed GM had gone under DHL had tanked and those were two big employers in the Dayton area so as Mm -hmm. you can imagine interior design was just not happening
0: right yeah so
1: I ended up leaving my, my ex-husband. It was just not the marriage that was supposed to be. And the the job, the first job that I got into, I was actually working at Chipotle. And oh,
0: awesome.
1: Yeah. It <laughs> was so awesome cool. for the food. Let me tell you, yeah. three meals every shift. That's However, all I'm I did, picturing. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, I was never hungry. However, I did get kicked off the burrito line because my burritos kept on breaking. <laughs>
0: And did, you, did they let you keep the broken ones at least?
1: No. Because <laughs> that would be had, fair. Oh, it would have been so <laughs> awesome. I am just, I have to share, I am so shocked that while I was working there, I did not gain weight. I actually lost 50 no. pounds because of how hard you work oh my gosh, while no you're way. working there. Like, you never stop moving. Wow. But anyway, I was a single mom at that point of two boys. Chipotle was not paying the bills, so I ended up getting an administrative assistant job, but still didn't. Pay the bills, and in the meantime, I met and married my husband, okay. and he had contract positions, which he kept on losing. He's a U.S. Air Force veteran who never went to college, and he kept on losing his contract positions. And finally, we decided that him losing his job was God's way of saying, "Go out and pursue your dream career." Yeah. So he started his college degree. He's now graduated. He's an independent video game developer,
0: awesome.
1: and we were struggling. For money. Mm. So I decided that I had two options because what he was doing was he had condensed a four year degree down into three years. So there was no time for him to work. Wow! So I realized I could either look online and get a job online or mm. I could get a third shift job at the gas station. And I knew which one I wanted to do because I didn't want to be without my husband and my boys all the time. Yeah. 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 So in wow. September of 2012, I put out my first proposals, and it grew so quickly that two months later, I was giving my job my notice, and it's just blown up ever since.
0: That is so awesome. That is so awesome. Now you know it's 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 funny because um, I know so many people that that have this desire, like you know, do I do the. You know do I do the safe bet or do I follow my gut or my heart so to speak because sometimes it's not the gut speaking it's you know it's the hardest that that drive to do something um with some more freedom around it um how how scary was that for you to to decide to to, to stay at home and start the business that you thought you could start and obviously for you it worked out but you know was it was it really nerve wracking for you or did you have like some clarity behind like okay here's how i'm going to make this work
1: i have to admit i had no idea what i was doing (laughs) i had absolutely no idea i had heard
0: Uh after
1: i lost my job as, as an interior designer i had gone to a couple networking meetings where there was a virtual assistant there okay and when i went on to elance and because Elance was still around at that time and started looking for work that I could do online, the mm-hmm. whole virtual assistant thing kept coming up. The I didn't have a clue what I was doing. I knew that I was good at Word and in Excel. Mm-hmm. But as far as the online business space, I didn't have a clue. Wow. And because of that, the most unnerving part was was the thought that I had to compete with people overseas. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And because of that, I started Aaron by charging $8 an hour and this is 2012. Wow. I could have gotten more if yeah. I had been back at work working at Chipotle or if I had gone to McDonald's.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a scary uh it's a scary thing, but it, in the long run it worked out for for you. Now how did that how did that expand? At what point did you realize, you know, I'm going to Transition from from doing the work you were doing into because you have a platform now. You're not just doing, you know, um, you know, work for singular clients anymore. You have a platform. You have the show. How did that start to expand into something more than it than it was initially?
1: In 2015, I just have to think about this. I got my first business coach, and we okay. were talking a lot about what I do, what I want to do, and. I have to, you already know that I have it, but I have to share with listeners that I also yes. have chronic idea disorder. Yes. <laughs> and I don't remember exactly how it came up, but I realized that I really wanted to brand of myself and not just my business. I wanted yeah. to start connecting to people more genuinely and more transparently. Mm-hmm. At, at the beginning of 2015, I had my twins, and there were just so many things that were going on. I, I didn't want to be on Twitter posting as my company when it was talking about the struggles of twins or of right. having five kids and trying to run a business yeah. so that's how my whole personal branding got started and then it just really grew from there i started adding team members and that that's a whole nother discussion I maybe for yeah. another day i took on what i'll just say i took on way too much work way too fast yeah. and i needed to grow my team and there's been a lot of personal development. I don't know how else to explain it than just saying personal development. This happened in the two years since then because I was not sleeping. I wasn't taking care of myself. Yeah. And I realized more and more as time went on that there are so many other entrepreneurs who are going through these same struggles. Yeah. And that's really where my platform came from is to help people Get out of where I was two years ago.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's uh, you're you're so right. I love that you bring up the the topic of personal development when it comes to you know to a career, regardless of what the career is, whether it's you know whether you're an entrepreneur listening or or you're working a nine to five or, or some other type of shift, but. You know, really, if we're if if we're going to excel at something, we've got to realize that for personal development isn't a nice to have, fluffy sounding thing for people that you know just want to be, you know, putting on a fake smile all the time. Um, I forget who it was. I think I brought this up in the last uh, episode, but I, I should remember by now who said it. Um, but it was the the idea that we, you know, our businesses, and you can insert the word careers in there if, if you want. They they will really only grow about as much as we do, at least sincerely. You know, our, our being able to 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 go through our own form of personal growth, whether it's including how we deal, how we take care of ourselves, and how we interact with others, and how we view, you know, what it is we're doing, and how we view the world, so to speak you know, being able to, to go through a process of developing and changing. I I, I know for you just because we kind of know each other, but y- you're, you're right. You mentioned just the past two years, how much you've grown. Um, but it makes such a huge difference, doesn't it?
1: Oh, it absolutely does. I'm a complete different person than I was two years ago.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, I, I definitely feel the same way. If you were to you know, if I were to look over my shoulder and think back two years from now, so much of of how, uh, so much of what I do, and how I think and how I connect with people and just what I'm willing to tolerate from myself is just diff- is just different. Um, but it's it's a good thing though because it's it's so easy to get called up and, and I, I get aggravated when. Uh, you know, there's there so many cliches out there like, oh, you know, I don't want, I don't ever want to change or, you know, somebody complimenting someone because they never changed. And in some ways, it can be a good thing. But really, like we should all be changing. You know, the, 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 it's 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 weird to think of the idea of somebody choosing to just stop growing because they're suddenly they hit 18 or they hit 30 and they're an adult now. Like we're always we should be in a progressive process. And I think that you know
1: what Aaron that's that's how so many of us especially where I grew up. That's how many so many of us grow up though. Yeah, you know, it is. my whole a lot of my family went to college mm-hmm. got a job working for somebody else. I mean actually most of my family did this yeah. and they're content with that. They yeah. work their nine to five or eight to six or whatever it is. They yeah. go home mm-hmm. they watch TV. Eat dinner, watch more TV, and go to bed because yeah. that's the way that it that it is, and they settle yeah and a lot of the time it's because they don't realize that it can be any better,
0: yeah, and that's and that's um and it's funny because i I, I don't wanna I don't believe that everybody is I certainly don't believe everybody's um what's the word I'm looking for? I don't think if that for everyone, if they really looked inside and really decided for themselves what they want to be doing, for everyone, it will not be entrepreneurship. And everybody that has a traditional job, not all of them, if they're really honest with themselves, will actually want to become, you know, the manager or the supervisor in a C-suite. It's, it may not be the thing for them because they want to contribute in different ways, but you know, on the whole the The idea of not even reflecting to improve what you're experiencing and improving the impact that you're having on other people—that's what scares me, and it's what I, I hope through the show and, and the work I do with clients and stuff that inspi- inspires people to do. Because, you know, I'm not here to tell anybody what they need to be doing for a living. You know, whether it's whether it's in their career or, or who they're with and what they're believing and all that kind of stuff, but. I think we all owe it to ourselves. It, just as humans because we have the capacity for improvement. So even if, you know, if I, even if I if I'm a stay-at-home dad, I should be wanting to, you know, the next day, I'm going to maybe be better at this dad thing today. <laughs> you know, for my kids. You know, like that's just such a simple thought. Um, but that involves that that, that all kind of trick comes back to it's a really simple way to to talk about the process of of personal growth. It's just having the the intent to reflect on what we're doing and how we can do it a little bit better or a lot of bit better depending on you know who we are and what it is we're doing oh and, absolutely and 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 that because that you know kind of gets us out of our own uh shell because it's easy to get in that bubble um I know one of the things when I started as an entrepreneur one of my biggest mistakes initially was just like I was doing this thing, number one, it scared me first of all that I had my own website and I was, you know, at the time I was, when I first started, all I did was, I just was blogging a little bit. And I was, I would be in my office almost like closing the blinds and hiding, hoping nobody (laughs) sees me, Um, but I I was afraid to kind of reach out and intentionally start engaging uh, with other people. I was kind of trying to do it on my own. but ultimately, there's so much, we have so much capacity to impact other people when we're willing to reach out and think about the results we're creating beyond ourselves. And it gets so much easier when we do. And that's, that's definitely one of the things, uh, speaking of, you know, what was different a couple of years ago, definitely it's the, it's the idea that, you know, this gets so much easier, gets so much better. And we can have so much more impact if we're just willing to reach out and just talk to other people going through something similar.
1: Absolutely. Aaron, I have a question for you. Yeah. If you look back at your blogs from when you started compared to now. Yeah. What are the big differences that you see?
0: Oh, gosh. There. Well, that's that's actually a funny question because I haven't been writing. When I started out, all I was doing was writing. And today almost everything I'm doing is spoken. So the whole, you know, the, 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 the way it's working is completely different. I think the biggest difference now is just, I have a, I have a broader perspective now in, in terms of what I'm willing to challenge within myself. Because when I was blogging initially, I just had, this is my opinion, and I'm pretty sure I'm right, so I'm just gonna write it. It's one of those weird anomalies where the more the more I'm willing to learn, yeah the more I realize I don't know <laughs> if you know what I mean, yeah, not, not that I'm not committed to ideas I do. I feel strongly about a lot of things, but we should always at least in my this is how i how I view things now. My goal is to never believe something so strongly that I refused to have a debate about it. and just to, and by the de- debate, I don't mean argument, I just mean a discussion, a counter argument, and you know what I mean And that's what's different now for me. Because uh, I, when I first started writing, I was writing from the places. This this is what is true. And, you know, if somebody were to re but it didn't really happen much. But if somebody were to kind of rebut it and say, you know, that's a bunch of garbage, I, I would have been offended or, or something like that. But now if someone were to rebut something I say on the show or rebut something, you know, in a, in a coaching conversation or just out in a networking uh, environment, whatever it is, if somebody challenges or argues against something I said, my ears perk up. Because I want to hear that opinion. that nev- I would never do that years ago. I would, cause I would instantly be on the defensive. like what do you mean I'm wrong? And now it's like, oh, what do you mean? I'm wrong? And let's talk about it because I'm, I'm kind of hungry for new perspectives, even if it's something I believe. Um, that's usually that's probably a big difference is I'm, I'm a lot more curious now than I was years ago.
1: I, I find that really interesting because when I started my blog, I didn't at all put myself into my articles. Really? I yeah. Okay. Well, I would I would give little glimpses of my life, but it was okay. never an opinion piece. It was never being transparent or authentic about what was going on in my life.
0: Mm.
1: And maybe this isn't so much for the positive productivity and Kim Sutton brand, but for my initial brand in the Sutton companies, it was. It was. Cold, uh, cold blog articles like the reason why you need insurance, life okay. insurance yeah. or health insurance. Personally, I don't really care about that anymore. Is it important? <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I'd rather tell you why you need to sleep and yeah. what exactly can happen or what did happen in my life. Yeah. Which is why you need to sleep or other yeah. things like that.
0: Yeah. And
1: yeah, I love getting interaction.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, so what, much fun.
1: what's helping for you? And did I did I spell this wrong? Please let me know because it <laughs> happens. Positive productivity is not about per- perfection.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's 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 so cool. I'm definitely you know, and, and I didn't really notice it because when I started my podcast, um, I was doing a lot of I was doing a mixture of solo and <clears throat> excuse me solo and interview episodes, but lately it's just been on all, all interviews, and it's kind of selfish because. <laughs> if i'm completely, if i'm going to be completely transparent i love the conversations and so now i mean for for somebody to really just hear me and I, see now i feel guilty and maybe i should put out a solo episode at some point <laughs> but but for somebody to have that one-on-one with me i you know obviously i do it with coaching clients or at, through an online course or something like that but i don't know just for me the podcast i like you just said i love the interaction and the engagement and I'm, like, hooked on it. And I don't know. It just it feels like a better, for me, like, I love listening to shows that have the two perspectives on the air at the same time. And uh, I just feel like I get more from it. So that's changed as well. Uh, I'm, I'm not just giving my perspective. I'm kind of kicking ideas around with somebody else, which is fun.
1: It is fun. I am not going to argue. I have created, not created, I have made so many valuable relationships i mean even my relationship with you came out from a podcast episode
0: absolutely yeah it's pretty cool isn't it yeah hi to brian falchuk yeah what's up brian (laughs) brian uh, uh for everybody listening, brian brian introduced brian falchuk who was actually on the show uh sometime last year uh he actually wound up introducing us right Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That was yeah. the intro, and then uh, we kind of hit it off. But it, it is it is really cool. And that, that to to circle back to what I was talking about earlier, just that the desire to get out of that bubble that I was in initially as an entrepreneur. Um, and I used to. It's funny because it's it's probably one of the first lessons I, you know, to use air quotes learned. Um, as I was reading it about entrepreneurship, like you, you know, you you can't don't do it alone. You got to reach out and meet people, and etc. And and I I I read and heard it from different people that I, whose opinions I value. But it was like, okay, yeah, I'll get to that. <laughs> you know, I, I almost like it. I didn't disagree with the idea. I just it took me a while to actually put it into action and realize, oh, that's what they were talking about. It really does make a huge difference to actually reach out to other entrepreneurs or other people doing things that you would like to be doing, and and not as a, you know, what can you give me type of thing, but hey, you know, how can I help, or is there something you're working on that I can share or promote, or, or, um, you know, just engage in a simple conversation, it just leads to so many different things, and I, I know for you, Kim, you've been going through the same experience. That the more people you wind up meeting, and meeting without any expectations, because uh, expectations just make stuff really weird. <laughs> um, uh, but the more you meet people, uh, uh, just without any expectations, just for the desire to learn about them, it just it really becomes, it just grows into other things, kind of naturally. Do you agree?
1: Oh, it's like a huge spider web.
0: yeah. yeah. Light
1: create and, and I can't remember who I heard it from. maybe it was Amy Porterfield, but light creates like and yeah. all of a sudden that small network has turned humongous.
0: Yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's really exciting. So how how did the, uh, where did the idea for positive productivity come from? What was that what is the title about beyond the obvious?
1: In 2009, after I lost my interior design job, I was in a networking group where I met a great friend, a chiropractor, and it was the first time that I'd ever met him. And in my initial consultation with him to become my chiropractor, we, mm-hmm. we started talking about movies. And to make a long story short, he introduced me to the law of attraction okay. and It was a total eye-opener to me because up until that point, and I was 30 years old at the time, Mm -hmm. I walked around with a pretty dark cloud over my head thinking that I couldn't change my circumstances, woe is me, Mm. you know, life sucks. I hate to put it that way, but and I, I hate to look back at myself as being that way. You know, there was nothing that I could do to improve my life because it just, I had to put up with whatever I had. And it was a complete eye opener to me. So my my whole mindset immediately shifted. And then the next year I I returned to my faith. Or I, I can't even say I returned. I, I found my faith. Mm-hmm. I um my Christian faith. But I, I embrace everybody of any walk mm-hmm. as long as they're respectful to me. And over time it became increasingly important to me to keep positive spirits. Yeah. But productivity was also important to me because with this many kids you know I have to know what I'm doing at any certain time am I perfect no yeah. by all means I am definitely not perfect but I decided that that was going to be my um I don't want to say motto but for some yeah. reason it just clicked with me positive productivity yeah and I can't even tell you how it came to that but it just did and it's stuck and it's just gone on and on and on and I Every day it evolves a little bit more.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean it. It evolved this morning. <laughs> I, I just had to pose this question to you because I it was posed to me by my coach. How do you? How does a positive flow lead to productivity? This is something I need to think about for the next mm. week. And I'm like, that's a great question. I don't really know. Like I know, but I don't know. So.
0: That's yeah. an interesting question.
1: She, I told him, thank you. I won't be sleeping for the next week because now I need to think about this.
0: <laughs> he went deep on you. Oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> got you thinking. Yep. Wow. That's fun. I, I love that.
1: Yeah. yeah. But it, and then I just need to share. Um, I mean, in in the summer of 2016, so this is my twins were about a year and a half old by this point. Mm-hmm. I had not been sleeping for a year and a half for more than two to three hours a night. Yeah. And sleep is a recurring theme with positive productivity because it is just so important. So many entrepreneurs just think that, you know, I'm going to burn the midnight oil and everything's going to be awesome because I stayed up all night and I'm going to get all this stuff done. Yeah. Well, after sleeping two to three hours a night for 18 months, I wow. was in such a low place in my life that I was, I, and and sorry to bring down the you know the whole mood here but i I was trying to figure out how i was going to kill myself because i was my my business was suffering i was saying yes to everything and i Mm. mean everything aaron and we were struggling financially our our car my husband's car had been repoed in the fall of 2015. Mm. we got it back our utilities were being disconnected constantly Um, Because I was saying yes to so much stuff, clients weren't happy because I had too much work that I wasn't able to take care of everybody. Mm. And it was just a constant struggle. So um, there was just this big bright white light. That's the best way I can describe it. And my life instantly changed um, on the night that I was really considering killing myself. And the next day I had a big eye-opening conversation with a dear friend who said to me, who reminded me that I am me. I am not anybody else. Mm-hmm. So stop worrying about what everybody else is doing and share your message. Yeah. And that led to a big spiritual growth, personal development growth and yeah. and it solidified the whole idea. And and crazy enough, Aaron, the positive productivity brand had already started before that time. Yeah. But then the growth happened and I realized, wow. This is really where I'm supposed to be. I realized that my why was to make sure that other people didn't get to where I had been. Because I was scared to tell people what I was going through. I was scared to tell people I was anxious and depressed and suicidal and that I needed help. And there are so many people out there who will help us yeah. if we just get yeah. over the fear that we're, of sharing that we're not perfect. But nobody's perfect. Yeah. I mean, if you are perfect... Let me know. I'd love to buy some of your juice, but I know I'm not. Yeah, I somebody's perfect, that's cheese.
0: their first imperfection is thinking that yeah. they're perfect.
1: I mean, Aaron, I burn mac and cheese out of a box, and I don't have any problem admitting <laughs> it. So, yeah, I, I started studying Brennan Burchard and Daniel Laporte and a whole lot of others, and I realized... Yeah what exactly my why was, and the podcast was born, and I am just very transparent to the point that I even have blooper episodes on the podcast, because I don't <laughs> see the point in hiding the imperfections.
0: No, no, there there really isn't, and it's, it's uh, one of the things I, I I, truly endear about you is that you, you're not trying to put on some show or, you know, impress people with the perfection of the Kim Sutton brand. Uh, it's a beautiful brand and you do amazing work and I love your show. And I think what people, I can only imagine that the, the people that are attracted to, to being around you, and including the people in our group uh, that we you and I meet with weekly, it's that all willing to be authentic, that willingness to be authentic and and still get the mission done. You know, and, and, and it's, that is so valuable. It's such a valuable lesson that you're, living for everybody that comes into contact with you. I appreciate you for it. Pretty cool.
1: Oh, thank you, Aaron. I just have to share with your audience last week during our mastermind call. And I hope it doesn't happen again tonight during our mastermind call (laughs) last night or last week during our mastermind call, one of our other members was eating popcorn and it made me hungry. So I asked my 12 year old to make us, yes, (laughs) Brian. And it made me hungry. So I asked my 12 year old to make me popcorn. And he didn't realize there was a this side up on the bag. Yeah. So all of a sudden, during the middle of our mastermind call, there's basically a fire in my kitchen. <laughs> and I think I'm the only one during these calls who has these types of hilarious just.
0: But it's fiascos. so fun. That's <laughs> what makes it fun.
1: It, it's like the Kim Sutton show, just to see what what craziness is going to happen. And that's going to make the mastermind sound really unprofessional. I promise it's not. We get so much accomplished.
0: You need to start assigning us as bloopers per week instead of projects.
1: Oh, my gosh. You're so right.
0: <laughs> oh, gosh. But, yeah, it is It is so much fun. But, yeah, the imperfection is is just so great. It's so human. And to, and to be honest, you know, if, if I were to make a list of the people that I enjoy reading, talking to, uh, people I know and don't know, It's not how amazingly wonderful they're all put together that attracts me to them. I mean, honestly, like, is there anybody that we're attracted to that's just putting on this front? Um, It's not. So, you know, and I don't want to get into the pop culture vulnerability is everything thing, but but it is a lot. It's such a big part of it. Yeah, to
1: me, Aaron this is so not positive. But I have to share that when I see the perfect people, like their perfect photo shoots and everything, it makes me want to take out a hose and spray it just so I can see the dark under eye circles and say, ah, you did stay up all night preparing this or working on your lunch oh, and you've got to stop pretending that you didn't."
0: Oh my gosh, that is so funny. Yeah, it's it's. I get it. I get. I get it. It it, it is so true. No, it is not positive. That Kim, it's horrible that you would say something like that. But, yeah, it's definitely, it's a good thing to be willing to, to just say, look, this is who I am. And not that you have we have to be a hot mess all the time, but, you know, just be, be willing to be authentic, show your scars, so to speak. And uh, it makes makes things a lot more real for everyone. Let me ask you this, what is, because you've been, you've been experiencing a lot of growth in the past couple of years, personally and professionally, obviously. Um, what do you think is one of the big things, um, and it could be a, a practice or a mental process that made the biggest difference for you?
1: Yeah. So there's two, I've already talked a lot about sleep, so I'm going to let that one go. Yeah. But when I made the shift from chasing income mm-hmm. to focusing on making impact, yeah, a huge transforma- transformation occurred. It was amazing to see how income actually increased after I stopped chasing it. My yeah. income that month quadrupled. I was amazed, wow. and I didn't do anything except for stop chasing income.
0: Wow! How, now, how did that look granular? Because someone would say, "Okay, wait a minute. How, how's that work? Like, you stop trying to make more money, and you wound up quadrupling your money." What's, what's a mental way you can walk um, a listener through that in it so that, that they yeah. can translate it?
1: Well, the first step is you have to get yourself out of scarcity mode. You have to stop being concerned that by saying no to this, that you're going to miss out on income. Because what's going to happen is that by saying no to something that you are not totally aligned with or that is not aligned with you, mm-hmm. you are allowing yourself the opportunity to get something better and that was a first step the so well i had to say that that was probably the biggest thing and then because i stopped chasing income i wasn't putting on the front and the face that i thought everybody wanted to see anymore Mm -hmm. I really started relating to people. Mm -hmm. I stopped approaching people just to get their money. Like I started approaching them to create relationships with them. Mm -hmm. I started having virtual coffee with people. I mean, you and I had virtual coffee and that was tremendous. And by forming those relationships with people, my whole business is now referral based. I don't have to look for work at all. I have relationships, meaningful relationships with so many people who know that they can come to me for help mm-hmm. whenever they need it. Yeah. And I don't mind giving it. You know, there's a difference, though, between giving away hours and hours and hours for free or just hopping on a half-hour call when you see a friend in need who yeah. just needs a little bit of your guidance and something that you are really specialized in.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm not saying a giveaway away you know, a whole package that you normally sell for $5,000. Right. For free. No, you can't do that. But be willing to help. Put yeah. out both hands. I forget yeah. who I was talking to, but put out both hands. Was that you, Aaron? I think it was, because that's, a,
0: that's, a lo- that's one of my, uh, it's actually part of my course that I teach, give with, give with both both hands. Yeah. Because so many people give, you know, with one hand, and then they're waiting for the the give back the received back in the other hand, and it's just not genuine. I think, you know what, I think it was on your show we were talking about. Yeah,
1: it. I, you know, I, I think you're right. Yep. And then, oh, the last thing was having confidence in myself. So as an Infusionsoft certified partner, I was I still didn't have confidence in the services that I was offering. I was scared to ask for the going rate. And you have to have confidence in yourself the second that you do and you can approach prospects and tell them what your justified rate is then they will buy into it but yeah. if you are undermining yourself then people aren't going to hire you because they're going to be scared that you don't know a thing about what you're doing I actually yeah. had people that didn't hire me when I was charging eight dollars an hour because they said there was no way that I could possibly know what I was doing Wow! Now let me tell you I do not I don't charge eight dollars an hour anymore I charge nowhere close to that and I, we might have discussed this on your show on the Positive Productivity Podcast as well, yeah. but Cliff Ravenscraft, who's one of my mentors, when he jumped from $50 an hour to 95 an hour, his conversion rate went up because people were more convinced that, his, that he was more of an expert. And yeah. his rate is not 95 an hour anymore. Let me yeah, tell you. Yeah,
0: people are right now like, going to side like, I can hire Cliff for 95 an hour. No, definitely
1: <laughs> not. Not even close, people. Yeah. But and, and he told us, because I'm in a mastermind with him, he told us that every time he's raised his rate over the years, mm-hmm. his conversion has increased yeah. just because people are more and more convinced that he is the expert. He is the go-to person. So don't be afraid of charging what you're worth because- or else you're just commoditizing yourself, and you don't want to do that.
0: Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. I love it. Um, yeah, those are powerful, uh, powerful things. And, and I know for everybody listening, they can they it, some of them, at least one of them, can be difficult for people to believe you're worth more, or to just stop chasing the dollars because the reality is some people really, really need the money. But and it and it can be hard to let go of that chase, but. Um it's so true when you start focusing on what impact you can make and what real relationships you can make the rest kind of takes care of itself um, which is a which is a great thing you know it's it's such a it's, in so many ways it, it's such a stress reliever how do you feel about um, the idea of hustle good I don't like the word hustle yeah
1: I understand what it means mm-hmm. but I to me it comes across as a dirty word. Yeah. Like I, I think of somebody hustling me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I would rather say I work hard. Yeah. I work I have systems set up to help me. I get my system set up. I have I block my time out well, but I don't hustle. I yeah. just I work smarter, not harder. I would yeah. prefer to say it that way.
0: Yeah. I I have to agree. I I think in you know, it's it's I know a lot of people listen to this show, they're they're Entrepreneurs and, and yes, it's we're all busy. But there's a lot to do. You know, when you're running your own show, or even if you have a team that that's running a show with you, and not to mention that you know family and family obligations and relationships that you have to keep healthy. Um, but yeah, I was I was I was curious to hear your perspective about. Hustle because they're they and I get it because there are some people that use the word hustle and to them they have their own meaning depending on who you are and your people you're around it can mean different things, um, but I, I think one of the one of the things that is unfair especially for newer uh, people that are just trying to build something new um, you know whether it's a business or or a career move or or going back to college or, or starting a family and the idea that by staying busier you will be better off um it's just so so flat out wrong so flat out wrong i mean yeah there's a lot to do and you got to be committed to doing it um but yeah i'm with you there on uh setting things up so you can work smartly and then making sure you're having you know making sure you're setting time to to shut down and cut things off as well so important
1: Absolutely. Erin. I have to share, when I started my business and I was submitting proposals, they said right in there, or I wrote right in my proposal that I was great at multitasking.
0: <laughs> People,
1: multitasking is not good. No. You, you no. add one more task onto your plate at the current moment and immediately, and I'm going to credit this to Todd Herman because he's the one I learned it from, yeah. you immediately decrease your efficiency by 20%. Does that mean I don't multitask? Heck no. I catch myself multitasking all the time. Mm -hmm. But you got to look at your schedule for the day and block out time. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm not perfect at that. But I have become a lot better at saying this is for this, this is for this. I mean, Mm -hmm. even, Aaron, you know, I mean, even jumping from one podcast interview to another or jumping from a certain task to a podcast interview, you have to be really recognize, you really have to recognize what you're doing in any given moment and be smart that you're not doing two things. I mean, yeah. I'll find myself at any given time trying to do two, three, four, five different things. I'm like, mm-hmm. wait, this is so not effective.
0: Yeah. Yeah. have to agree. It's a, I'm laughing at myself as you said, it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I yell at myself all the time when I start doing it, you know, cause, because there's so much that you want to get done, but yeah, and Todd's definitely right. At, uh, It it kills your efficiency when you start trying to to juggle multiple tasks at the same time. Um, How
1: many tabs are open on your web browser right now?
0: Now? Uh, Two. Two. Because I left uh, Dr. Brooks' tab up there from when we were talking a while ago. How many
1: are usually open, Aaron? Um,
0: Usually, I'm going to say usually around four but i I have to cut myself some slack because one of them is usually a calendar my google calendar
1: you're actually impressing me yeah if i could have four open at any given time i would be really happy
0: i have to close them because i'll I'll jump around like i'll I'll keep looking at them
1: yeah listeners if you're struggling with this one tab is a great tool for cutting down on the internet browsing clutter and distractions it Condenses all your open tabs into one and saves them so you can go back later.
0: Nice, you heard it here from the pro- positive productivity master herself. Uh, it's called One Tab.
1: One Tab. Very yeah. Cool.
0: See, I have to link it up in the show notes because you said it. Make sure people give you props for uh, sending them to that. So, <clears throat> I, I could we could keep going, but I I gotta ask to uh, I gotta get to a few questions that I definitely want to have you share with everybody listening, um, first and foremost, what's, uh, and I promise we'll go positive in a minute. What's a challenge that you had recently, personal or professional that you had to deal with and how did you deal with it?
1: I'm actually still going through it, Aaron. And it's, I'm, I'm going to credit my coach for this, but I have two levers in my business. As we already discussed, I, and he he taught me about levers. I have the positive productivity side and then mm-hmm. I have the Infusionsoft side. I'm really good at what I do in Infusionsoft. Mm-hmm. I'm really good. But my passion is really with positive productivity. So my challenge right now is to be shifting more and more of my focus while not decreasing my income.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's such a challenge. But we really owe it to ourselves to follow our dreams, follow our passions, yeah. go where our heart is. And somehow the money will work out. I know it will. But that's my current struggle is how to decrease the amount of time that I'm working in the digital marketing side of the business, Mm -hmm. you know, grow my team over there and increase my time on the other side of the business where my heart is.
0: That's such a great challenge, though, isn't it? I mean, it's really cool to be, and I can say it by sitting over here, but we all have our own challenges. But that's that's just as a concept, that is such a, a cool thing to be in a place where you recognize where your your passion is to be working on something and you're still, you know, you have the, the thing, the more, um, you know, as you said, the digital uh, side of things that you're excellent at, um, but it's not really what is lighting you up. Is that a fair way to put it?
1: Oh, that's definitely a fair way to put it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's that's, that's really cool. I'm, I admire you for that. and it, and, and it's so relatable. Because it, you know, but a ton of entrepreneurs out there are kind of they have two their feet in two worlds. Whether it's a full time job and there's their um, side business or full time job and their full time entrepreneurial business. Uh, and if that's you listening, get some sleep, <laughs> like Kim said, don't burn yourself out. Um, but it's uh, but it's a good journey. What's uh, I'm gonna cheat a little bit here. What's a good starting point for somebody that says I'm kind of there? I have my, you know, I have my ex that I'm really good at, or I've had a ton of time invested in it, and it's paying the bills. But I really want to shift to why. If you could give somebody, you know, a first step to take in that transition, what would you tell them?
1: You need to start looking at how you're spending your time. Yeah. And decide where you can fit in 15 minutes or a half hour a day to start. Yeah. And then grow it. Yep. And I even struggled with this because I didn't know how I was going to fit in time to work on me and my projects yeah. when I was overflowing with client work. But you won't know if you don't start. So yep. just start.
0: Yep. Definitely. Definitely great advice. Find some time. And definitely, if you haven't started yet, making that transition, people, start. Start. You'll love yourself when you look back in six months and a year. Um Second question, what's something that's really really working for you right now that you love and you would recommend for others?
1: Wow, that's a that's a big question.
0: Yeah, it could be anything.
1: One of the biggest things that's working for me is getting away from all electronics an hour before bed.
0: Mm-hmm. Like I will
1: not go to sleep if I have not been away from electronics for more than an hour because it allows me to decompress. Yep. I'll I'll use my planner and write out what's going to happen the next day. I'll read for pro- about a half hour. Mm-hmm. And then usually I just pass out. I can't tell you how many times I, my husband has had to take my books or my planner out from underneath me because I've just relaxed my brain so yeah. much just by getting away from the electronics. But you need to give yourself that. Yeah. And I've switched away from eBooks to all physical copies of books really? just so that I don't have the screen time. Okay. Because the the blue light yeah is keeping you up and it's stimulating your brain and you need to get away from that before you sleep.
0: Yeah, I I I'll, I, I agree with that. I've read I've read the research about that about the uh, those LEDs and how it messes up with your sleep patterns. Um, I've used um and I, uh, yeah I do still use it the Paperwhite the Kindle Paperwhite. Um, I've used that I actually love doing that i have a i have a i have to admit i have a love hate relationship with um falling asleep while reading I love the really relaxation of reading but then I wake up and I'm like wait where did I leave off because I'm one of those people that's kind of i have this like obsessive thing about missing something like in a movie if I'm watching a movie and i and I miss a line I have to rewind it like I can't miss a line i gotta i gotta have i have to have heard everything <laughs> So I'll find myself reading late at night and turn a few pages and say, wait a minute, what was I just I reading? To, Did you ever catch yeah. yourself doing it? <laughs> well,
1: actually, I had to stop listening to podcasts before I went to bed for the same reason, yeah, because yeah. I would wake up and find that four episodes had been gone through, and I had missed them all. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh, that is so awesome. That's funny. Uh, Kim, Kip, what's what's big on the what's on the horizon for you? And I know there's a ton of things and you can't list them all, but what's something big on the horizon for Kip for Kim Sutton that people can be looking out for? May I share
1: three? I yes. know that's being greedy
0: here. Of course. So,
1: so my designer and I have been working on the positive productivity planner for I think fourteen, fifteen months now. And it's an undated quarterly planner, and we're in, we're finally in the final stages of revision, so and I cool. can't wait to see that go out. I have my first printed o- printed draft in front of me. I'm going to be getting my next printed draft probably in the next couple of weeks, and I know that 15 months might sound like a long time, but when it, when you're a one person show and you're doing the best that you can, it doesn't matter how long it takes, just as long mm-hmm. as you keep on going. Yeah, and I'm really excited about that. I have the company that I'm going to be working with to get them printed. It's going to be affordable for me and affordable for customers. So I'm really excited about that. And then I'm writing my book, Chronic Idea Disorder, An Entrepreneur's Guide to Overcoming Idea, Overwhelm. And I'm really excited to finally get that out of my head because I myself have chronic idea disorder. And with that said, I'm probably just going to stop at those two. So I'm really hoping to get that completely out of my head and published in 2018.
0: Yeah. I'm excited for that. I'm excited to, uh, number one, to, to see you accomplish it. I, I, I'll be so stoked to see you finish that. I know that's been something that's, I know it's something that's really important to you to get this book done and out. Um, also, selfishly, I'm excited to read it and uh, definitely can't wait to share it for you. So that's that's going to be awesome. We'll have to have you back on when the when the book goes out and just, just do a show about the book just to talk about it and let everybody know what's in it. I know it's going to be helpful for a ton of people. Kim, this has been so fun, and and I don't want to finish because, you know, I'd love to just, I could write down a bunch of topics and we could just go, um, which would be great for everybody, but people would be late for work or they wouldn't get the sleep that we've been telling them to get. <laughs> so, I have to say thank you for, for sincerely for taking your time, coming on the show, sharing so much about you and your journey from from where you started to the platform that you're running today, and and the things that you're 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 doing, and the transition that you're still working on, to you know not just be not just be satisfied with starting this dream that you've that you it's not even a start the dream that you've been that you've built to what it is today, um, but growing it and continuously expanding it and impacting more people. Um, thank you so much I'm, I'm lucky to have you in my in my my world uh really glad we got to connect and thanks so much for sharing with all the listeners everybody that's listening please make sure you stop over to to the kim Sutton.com. um i'm going to link up everything in the show notes so if you go to aaronkeithalkins.com and type in sutton s-u-t-t-o-n in the search bar you'll find Our episode right here, and you'll have all the links to Kim's website and to everything that she's working on, her social links, and all that stuff, so you can connect up with her. Kim, thank you so much. Any parting words for our beautiful listeners?
1: Thank you, Aaron. First off, thank you so much. It's been an absolute honor, listeners. I just want to remind you that no matter what struggles you're going through today. You just need to keep on pushing forward. Keep your head up, keep your chin up and know that just by putting one foot in front of the next, that you're going to get to the next higher level. There's going to be struggles, but just keep moving forward
0: so true and very well spoken and, and and everybody listening you definitely have support and i can certainly say that if if anybody's at that point where we need to reach out ask a question i actually answered my email so if you go to the contact tab you can hit me up and uh uh help you out if i can so kim thank you so much for spending this time with us and i can't wait to talk to you soon which i know will be really soon um i'll see you in a little bit thanks so much thank you aaron Thank you again, Kim, for sharing so much in today's episode. And thank you, of course, the listener for joining and hanging out with us today. I would love to hear the number one thing that you got from either today's episode or any episode of Unbreakable Success. And to be honest, the best way to let me know that is on iTunes. If you haven't yet reviewed the show, I would sincerely appreciate it if you take a second to swing over to iTunes, type in Unbreakable Success and leave a quick, it can be a one-liner review, just telling anyone who looks what you got from the show that was valuable because somebody's going to be on the fence about whether or not to listen to the show and you could be making a big difference for them so if you didn't get the free gift today that i offered at the beginning of the show um, go ahead and hop over to Hawkinscom forward slash relationships to download the uh, relationships rapid success guide it's totally free it's only a couple minutes to read but it is a huge difference maker and like kim and i both said building these relationships both personally and professionally has changed the game for us for the people in our circles for our families friends and i really think you'll find it valuable so i hope you get to enjoy that and until next time take care of yourselves please take care of each other and keep on creating the best life of your life i'm aaron keith Hawkins, and i will talk to you soon